This is Seattle's Morning News. Dave Ross with Colleen O'Brien. And since the holiday shopping season is now officially underway, let's go to Jacqueline Pizer, who writes for the Washington Post. And um, you go out finding all the bargains and tricks so that we don't have to. So tell me, is there something significantly different from this Christmas shopping season than in years past? The day of Black Friday won't be that different than we've seen, you know, in the last couple of years, just because you know, doorbuster sales are still there, but people aren't going to be loading them all like they have, in, you know, a decade ago. But Leading up to Thanksgiving, there's been a lot more sales available. People could sh- start shopping earlier. They could really compare prices. So the day of won't be that different. But if you've been planning ahead, then Black Friday shouldn't be so stressful for you this year. And here's the big question I have for you, which is what is the threshold for a good holiday sale? What's the percentage we should be looking for to go, OK, yeah, that's a deal? I think it depends on what you're looking for and if you've been keeping track of the prices. So there's actually this little trick that some retailers do leading up to the holiday season where they raise the base price of Mm -hmm. an item so that they can show a steeper discount. So I think if there's a store that you normally shop at that maybe their sales are usually 20 to 30% off, but now this week there's going to be a 40% off sale, that could be a good deal for you, especially if this is a place that you frequently look at. So I, I can't say specifically what percentage is best, but if you've done your homework and really kept tabs on what's on your list, you should be able to find something that, that works for you. Well, and how do we do that? Do we have apps out there that can help us? Because that's hard to keep track of. Yeah, if you're looking on things for Amazon, there's a couple of great websites where you can put in uh, the number of there's a there's a specific number on Amazon that you can p- plug into the website and they'll show you the historic prices. So there's one called Camel Camel Camel, which is a pretty interesting name. Um, but then also Google is a great way to do it. So if there's a specific brand and item, you could just throw it into Google and there's a thing uh, a toolbar on the right that should show what it's going for at all the different stores. So how much research do you do before shopping? Are you the kind of person who's like shopping every day so you get a feel for the prices so you know when something's (laughs) actually getting a decent discount? Um, I mean, I have a list of items that I'm looking to buy. That's something that one of the experts that I had interviewed told me to do. So I'm following her advice. Uh Um, I do definitely have a couple stores that I want to shop at. So I've been checking in on them every day to see, is there a good enough you know, percentage off? And also I use tools like Rakuten, which is a, a uh, extension that you can download onto your Google Chrome that will populate a certain amount of cash back you can get for an item. So usually around closer to Black Friday, they'll offer a 10% cash back. And that's something that I usually want to hold out for because I know it can get the money back on my on buying my my holiday gifts or items for myself. And what about coupon codes? I know with my credit card, it had an automatic extension too on my Chrome browser where it will populate all the coupon codes associated with the item I'm buying and and roll through them. Sometimes there can be as many as ten, and they'll find those like hidden coupon discount codes out there too. Yeah, that's one of the great things about these tools. I mean, Rakuten does that. I bought a. Coupon, coupon Cabin is a great one, too. They often have unique codes that you can use that aren't really readily available to everyone else. And they also will pop up a, a discount if you didn't know that it was there when you started shopping. Wow. 
This sounds like a lot of work. It's to not me. though. It's automated. Like I said, like I, I you know, yeah. I won't reveal the name of my credit card because I'm not doing an advertisement for them. But it, you know, it does it for me. All I had to do was opt in, and then it give. You know, sometimes it, it's as much as like fifteen dollars uh, off. So that's if you're shopping online. Wow. So what if you're what are you in the store? Can you use this in the store too? Some of them you can connect to your credit card, so it'll automatically, you know, see where you shopped and give you that cash back later. So it really just depends on which one you opt for. I think the rules are a bit different depending on which one you sign up for. And I think a lot of stores, too, desperate to compete with Amazon are doing price matching. Um, I, yes. I forget which specific stores, but they know. Like, it's it's not a hassle really? to be like, hey, I found this on Amazon for $10 cheaper. So you can, like, bring a printout for Amazon and say... Just bring your phone. Just bring your phone. And show them, and, and the other mm-hmm. customers in the store watching this happen are okay with it. I mean, maybe if, if you're getting one price and they're getting a different price, <laughs> I thought it just strikes as being just socially awkward. <laughs> Don't worry about it, Dave. It's about money. It's about money. <laughs> yeah, they want to get a good deal. I mean, Target, I know for sure does price matching. That's right. um, I'm not. I'm not sure another my top the top of my head who else does it, but I know that they that they offer that. It's worth asking anyway. And a new way to shop too is through social media, and Instagram has made it especially easy. It's caught me a few times. I have to say, I have some bookmarks <laughs> coming from Italy. I have some. You know, you can shop all over the world on Instagram with like a click of a button. Can you? trust those prices and those items? Yeah, I mean, you should definitely do your homework to see if those companies that you're ordering from are legitimate companies. I mean, I remember during the pandemic, there were all these people posting online that they ordered a dress off of an Instagram ad, and it didn't look anything like it did in the ad. (laughs) Uh, So be a responsible consumer. Make sure that you know, you can look at the tags on Instagram and see if other people have bought it. Um, and it's now just easier than ever to buy things on those apps. The retailers are putting more and more marketing dollars into those ads and into influencer promotion of their products because that's where younger consumers spend most of their time. And it's working. Hmm. Are there any AI programs that actually know what your gifties want and you can just pick it and then buy it for you? Um, I haven't done any reporting on that specifically. I mean, there is there are advertising tools that kind of track what you, kind of items you're interested in or that you've Googled and then they target it to you. Um, so I don't know specifically about buying the items, you know, without your permission, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> that's going a little too far. But, you know, <laughs> my, my difficulty is figuring out what people want. And it, it occurs to me. I mean, Facebook, Instagram, they know everything about their users, so they must have by now have figured out, like, like for example, I could, we would look up Colleen and say, oh, by the way, here are the websites Colleen's been to. Here's what she'd really like. Wine. Yeah, wine. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. You just saved me a lot of homework. <laughs> you got me a nice bottle last year, actually. No, I feel like that would be such a, a privacy issue. But, you know, if you believe in the conspiracies, yeah. just talk with your friend in front of your phone about mm. gifts and then it will pick up your conversation and help you. I'm just kidding. Yeah, Phones are not I mean, listening to you. Enough- <laughs> yeah. Another way if you, you know, to get around this, if you want to buy someone a gift and you don't know what to buy them or they, what they may like, Get them a gift card. I know it's sometimes a little taboo. People think to give someone a gift card, but it's actually quite nice because you're giving them money to spend on whatever they want. So you're not guessing if you don't know for sure. And then they can take that money and buy something that maybe they've been wanting to. Why a gift card? Why, If you really want them to, you know, have a treat, let them pick which thing they want to buy. Just give them a pile of cash. (laughs) That's right. (laughs)
<laughs> Just hand over the cash. Yeah. Jackie Pizer, Washington Post, How to Survive Holiday Shopping. Jackie, thank you. Thank you. Long as you love me so, let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. No, no, thank you. <laughs> No, we're 50-50 here. Travis yes. does not want snow. I love the snow. But it's going to happen. Yeah. Ted Beener is here to talk about where, when, how much, all the stuff about snow. Well, you know, we've been talking about this front that's going to come through over yeah. the weekend and kind of usher in on a really substantially cooler air mass, our coldest air mass of the season thus far. And then after that, as Nick pointed out, it's going to kind of dry out on Monday into Tuesday. It's the middle of the week that's got the big question mark written all over at this point. So you got the cold air in place, yeah. but now you need the moisture in order to create any snow. So if we get anything right now, I can tell you that our snow levels are going to be below 1,000 feet. Mm. So at least the foothills, uh, definitely cold temperatures. We might have highs struggling to get to 40 degrees. And overnight lows are going to be down into the, you know, at least mid-20s, if not uh, 30 degrees, give or take. But the question is that moisture. And so we have another system coming in uh, on Tuesday night into Wednesday, may even spill over into Thursday. And that may be our best chance for any lowland snow at this point, right? If I had to say at this point, a few spots might get a few inches and others will get nothing. Hmm. That sounds like typical first snow around here. It right? absolutely is. And if you're close to Puget Sound, you know, where it's warmer, yeah. Yeah, you're not probably going to get anything. Right. But if you're over maybe in the Sammamish Plateau or up in Arlington, that's another story. Yeah. What about the passes? If, if What are we talking about? Ski resorts? People, people want to go skiing. Oh, yeah. I will say the system coming in for tomorrow night into Sunday, as Nick pointed out a bit, to go, that's going to be in measured in feet. So oh. a lot of ski areas are open already at this point, at least some of their yeah. upper slopes, etc. This one's just going to pile it on on top of that. Plus, if you're coming back from the Apple Cup or maybe from grandmother's house or whatever the case may be, uh, I'd do it now. Oh. Don't delay. Uh, you know, If you're going to do it on Saturday night or Sunday, that's a different, different story. And for those coming back from the Apple Cup, maybe consider going through the Columbia Gorge on Interstate 84 mm. and coming up I-5 that way. It's longer, yes, you're going to burn more gas, but you're not going to have the delays you're going to have up in the passes because uh, those crews are going to have a tough time uh, keeping up. And there's always somebody who's not prepared and they end up blocking the road. So mm. we've all witnessed that. We just had that just a couple of days ago. Yeah, and their shorts and their flip-flops trying to put on their <laughs> chains. Uh, yeah. Hey, you didn't see me do that. <laughs> so we've talked about it being a La Nina winter, right? Is that is that correct? That's correct. And Our so third that means in a row. More snow. Yeah, it does. Typically, if if we had to compare lowland snow here in the Puget Sound area compared to El Nino or what's called neutral conditions, where sea surface temperatures in the eastern Pacific tropical waters are pretty close to average, they're cooler than average for the third year in a row right now. That bar graph really stands out like a sore thumb with mm. regards to snow here in the lowlands. So maybe consider this coming week. A dress rehearsal for what we may have for the rest of the winter. Go get your shovels now. Yeah. Your, you know, because the, <laughs> yeah, you know, right. this always happens. Always, it's yeah. the day of the snow. If it happens on Wednesday, those stores are going to be hammered by people. You're going to yep. be out of luck with all of that. So I started by, I always, you know, I go to thrift stores because kids grow out of stuff yeah. so quick. You can find snowshoes for kids at thrift stores right yep. now. Like, stock up now, people. What yep. about those temperatures? How cold is it going to get? Do I need to, like, put the things on the faucets outside the house? Do I need to leave some drip? 
dripping faucets inside if we're away next week? Like, how cold are we talking? Well, let me put it to you this way. I've already insulated my outside uh, faucets. Okay. I don't think you're going to need to do the drip routine okay. at this point, unless your home is poorly, poorly insulated. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, but yeah, you really only need to do that when our daytime and nighttime temperatures are below freezing. So we're, you know, full time uh, sub freezing temperatures for that kind of condition. All right. So mountain snow this weekend, cold snap, and then maybe by the middle end of next week, we might see some lowland snow. Stay tuned. Morning news. Good morning. I'm Colleen O'Brien, Dave Ross, Chris Sullivan, you know, the gang. And uh, we are getting ready for the holiday shopping season. If you haven't already started and you need some tips on the best, latest, greatest toys, we have Chris Byrne, the toy guy, with us this morning. Chris, good morning. Good morning. It's so nice to be with you. So nice to have you here. Now, I took a list, a look through your official list, and I already put a couple of things for my three and nine-year-old on my Amazon shopping list. It's a great one. So tell me, what is the hot toy and how do we break it down? Well, you know, there's no one hot toy. We always say the hot toy is only hot if it's hot for your kid. But... You know, the nice thing coming out of the pandemic is classic play is back. And what's more classic than Lego? Lego has been in the United States since 1960. So it's 62 years in the United States three generations almost of play. The Lego Friends Main Street building from the Lego Group, it's a customizable downtown street. It's about 1,600 pieces, and it just has a, a shop and apartments and a grocery store and a bookstore and a coffee store. It's just really just a wonderful way for kids to play and be imaginative. The whole Lego Friends line is really all about sort of home-based or community-based imagination. Pricey, though. I do. As a parent, I find Legos to be, especially the kits, to be pretty expensive. Is there any way to save there? Well, you know, there there isn't really. Lego, Lego are sort of fixed prices, mm. but, you know, there are sort of smaller sets that you can buy, and there you can get into Lego for really under $50 or really under $30, depending on what you want to do. I mean, obviously, this is the big wow under the under the tree present for, for me, at least. It's, it's so gorgeous. But, you know, again, the nice thing about Lego is you build up over time, so they all interact with other sets. The other one that caught my eye was it, it reminded me of the new version of Hatchimal, which is this Magic Mixies crystal ball. Tell us about that. Oh my gosh, Magic Mixies crystal ball. Last year it was the cauldron. This is actually, you. it's a crystal ball. It fills up with mist and then you wave the wand over it and suddenly your Magic Mixie appears out of the mist in the crystal ball. Super fun. Uh, that's about $79. Is there anything new out there? Meaning like we've never seen a toy like this before, because like I said, the Magic Mixies reminded me of Hatchimal. You reveal the animal just like the Hatchimal cracks out of an egg. What about just new and inventive? You know, there's, you know, play doesn't evolve. Toys don't really evolve like that. There are new ways of expressing classic play patterns. So you've got a doll, you know, that, that has all kinds of emotions, the first emotions doll from IMC Toys. But one of the things that I think is kind of a breakthrough is the Tony box. And Tony's is, it's a cube. It's a huggable cube. It's about three and a half inches on a side. And it's, it's, uh, tells stories. So you actually have a, a figure, 
like in this case, Peppa Pig. You put Peppa on top of the cube and it activates all kinds of great content. What we love about that is, you know, kids spent so much time on the screens during the pandemic. This is all about auditory learning and imagination and hearing stories. And it's great for language development, but it's also a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like I've actually seen those in stores before. And, you know, the kids automatically identify, oh, I know that Disney character. I know this cartoon sure. character. And yeah, they, fi- they find themselves almost like huddling around the old time radio to listen to stories, which, you know, I like. I, I was curious, too, because the struggle that I have is my kids tell me what they want. It's, you know, Thanksgiving time and a month passes by and their tastes have changed. Do you have any <laughs> advice for that? Like how do you have a program or something you can say to your kids to avoid this conundrum? Well, I, 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 I don't. Uh, you know, but, but I know from a parent's standpoint, when on December 22nd, they say the only thing I want is something you've never heard of before. Uh, but, but it's, it's a challenge because kids are so inundated with, from their friends and from things they're watching. So it, it really does change. The one thing I do say is if you know what you want, buy it when you see it. And if it changes, you can return it. They hate it when I say that, but yeah. you really can. <laughs> so that is good advice. And I have been on Christmas Eve when my oldest requested it was such a simple request. She said, you know, I think I want a pillow, you know, one of those pillows with the armrests so she can have a little reading corner. You bet I was out looking for that on Christmas Eve evening. And I finally found it at the only store that was open at 930 p.m. Burlington Coat Factory. That's a local store. So just in case anybody's wondering on Christmas Eve how to get that last minute gift, Burlington Coat Factory might be uh, your best bet. Now we have Paul Holden here. He's our segments producer for Seattle's Morning News. And Paul, you had a question about toys. I did, Chris. So I have a nephew. He is two years old. This is my first nephew. He's my first uh-huh. little young, my first little youngin. So high that, stakes as an uncle. Right, exactly. I'm trying, my, my, my brother's in Florida already buying him cars. I know he loves cars, but for someone like me, what's your advice to get started shopping for toys just for kids? I mean, I know I'm younger. I kind of can follow trends, but I know nothing about what's going on in the world of, of, of toys. So what, what advice do you have for someone like me who's uh, kind of getting involved with their, with their new family member? Well, I, you know, shameless self-promotion. Come see us at thetoyguy.com uh, because we do we do try to say what what a toy is good for, who it's good for. So you might get an idea. I would say for the two-year-old, check out Coco Melon. If you, have say, out, yeah. <laughs> if you haven't checked out Coco Melon, uh, it's great. And and they have a uh, Boo Boo JJ because he has a Boo Boo song. If you know this, um, you may have been spared, but you can. It's actually kind of cute music. But you can he can you can activate the boo boos that light up, and then you put a band aid on it. And Coco Melon is just huge in that two year old set. Absolutely, my three and a half year old still. Owie, owie. <laughs> there you go. You know, I, I know all the songs now. They, they get into like a trance watching it. Oh, I'm but sure. Yeah. Really sweet material. And yeah, that doll looks precious. Well, any other toys you want to mention before we say goodbye to the toy guy? Which, which one is, is your favorite this year? Oh my gosh! Well, well, my my favorite because I was a rambunctious kid is this thing called the Ziplinks Triple Tower Blast from from Blip Toys, and essentially it's kind of like Domino Rally. So they these these links, and you load you load them by closing them up. They've got a, they're rubber band powered. You link them together, and then you hit a launcher, and they all fly up into the air at once and make a complete mess. So we call it a loud naughtiness because you're making a mess which you shouldn't do normally, except for this is okay because it doesn't really make a mess. It's a mess that's not a mess. 
mess. And it looks like that starts <laughs> at nineteen ninety nine and uh, yeah. goes up to f- uh, $45 if you want to get the triple tower blast. Yeah, exactly. And I love that because it's just active play and it's surprising and you can make grandma yell. Absolutely. You know, <laughs> yeah. And it looks fun for adults, too. That is the cool thing about having kids and growing up is at a certain point, their toys are cool for adults, too. And I like playing with them on Christmas morning. So awesome. I love hearing that. Sometimes I'll get them a toy that I just want to play with. Well, uh, Chris Byrne, he is the toy guy. As you heard, you can find his shopping list and his uh, toy advice at thetoyguy.com. Thank you so much for the leg up. Thank you so much. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Very nice, Travis. I learned something there today, too. Your daily dose of kindness. It's brought to you by Heritage Homecraft. Uh, let's see. Let's get to the... Ma- I have two for you today. We can take it a little over time. We're on a holiday. A Massachusetts man gave away $50,000 in gasoline this Thanksgiving, although he calls it Thanksgiving. Ernie Bach Jr. offered the free gas at a station southwest of Boston. People lined up for the gift, and when asked why he's doing it... I'm a believer in giving back, and this is a fun event, and it really... It really uh You can use it, you know, it's free gas. Bach did a similar giveaway in April. He called it April Fuels Day. (laughs) He helped 500 drivers fill their tanks then. And I thought, who is this Ernie Bach Jr.? Do you know who he is? Do you recognize the name? No, No, I didn't either. And I thought, how can he afford to do this? Well, turns out he is a generous billionaire from the Boston area. A 64-year-old billionaire, former CEO of Bach Enterprises, which owns some car dealerships. He's now the current CEO of Subaru of New England. So we love to see that generous billionaires, don't we? And I love the creativity of Thanksgiving and April Fuel's Day. He's funny, too. All right. So that was the appetizer. Now for the main course, Dose of Kindness, a lesson in being grateful from CBS's Steve Hartman. What may look like a house to you is something much more magnificent to the boy inside. What did you think when you saw this place for the first time? We said it's second heaven. Second heaven? Yes. You pass through this before you go to the big heaven. That is what I believe so. He means that, literally. And why wouldn't he? Abraham and his brother James are from Sierra Leone. They were homeless before finding their way to an orphanage and eventually to their new family outside Charlotte, North Carolina. Joe and Jamie Walker adopted them last year, and they say the boys have been wide-eyed with wonder ever since. Every little thing that we take for granted, I hit the button to open our front gate. Everything is magic to them. It's magic. Whether it's a present just showing up on Christmas morning or something mundane like a car wash, the kids are constantly blown away. But the biggest surprise came on Abraham's birthday. You had birthdays before you came here. How did you celebrate them? That would be a crazy question. Why is that a crazy question? I never celebrate them. I never knew it was my birthday. Happy birthday! So when the song started and his mom appeared with that glowing tribute, Abraham was overwhelmed. When I see the cake, I thought that is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. The birthday cake. It's not just a birthday cake. It's a blessing cake. A blessing cake. And what a blessing it is <laughs> that once a year, friends and family gather just to honor our existence. Most of us take that for granted, but not in this house. Not anymore. 
just being reminded that we need to stop and be super grateful for what we do have. A good wish for America from this American dream come true. I'm cr- I, I cried earlier this morning putting oh. this story. Today. I'm crying now. A Steve. blessing cake. A oh, blessing cake, right? It's yeah. you know, especially on a Black Friday when we're shopping yeah. and consuming right now. To be reminded to be truly grateful for the things we already have, like a birthday cake. To me, that's a great lesson for this Friday. I love living in gratitude. Yeah. Any lesson like that is a wonderful one. Colleen, thank you. Mm-hmm. Welcome back to Seattle's Morning News, seven forty nine on a Black Friday. The U.S. Men's Soccer Team facing a tough test against England this afternoon. The two teams have a history, and England is a tournament favorite. They beat Iran 6-2 in their first game. CBS's Roxana Sabiri has more on how controversial the tournament has been so far. And today, Iran's players appeared to sing along during the anthem of the Islamic Republic of Iran. In their last match, they didn't, in a show of solidarity with anti-regime protesters getting killed in their homeland. I asked striker Mehdi Tarami if his team was concerned about repercussions. He said, we are not under any pressure. We just came here to play soccer. And today, before the Iran-Wales match, several fans told me stadium officials barred them from entering while wearing Women, Life, Freedom shirts, supporting protesters in Iran. The U.S. takes on Iran on Tuesday. Fans have also been trying to protest the host country, Qatar's policies, banning uh, certain items of clothing, um, as well as um, so the, the, the Qatari policy is banning homosexual homosexuality. And um, they these fans have said that they've been turned away at stadiums because they've been showing up wearing rainbow colored clothing or items promoting LGBTQ beliefs. FIFA also opening an investigation into homophobic chants made by Ecuadorian fans earlier this week. The headlines every morning. It seems like some new way that um, this this World Cup has turned into a controversy. And I just think about, you know, you, my friend Travis and and all my other LGBTQ friends having to hear it has to be really, really um, it's got to induce some sort of trauma to constantly hear about the hate against, you know, your family and and other families like you. And, you know, people are just trying to go play a soccer match. And yet we're hearing about all of this hate. And it it's very hurtful. It's also hurtful to to know that in the run up to all of this, basically, the Qataris and FIFA said it's going to be fine. Mm-hmm. Everything's going to be fine. It'll be fine. And activists saying, we don't know that it's going to be fine. Don't trust and it you. turns out that, you know, people are being turned away. But I will also say it's been really heartening to see political mm-hmm. leaders, other folks, you know, continuing to show up there. The, the prime minister of Denmark wearing a rainbow um, dress yeah. at, as one of the ceremonies. What are what, they going to make her do? Take off her exactly, dress? Exactly. Right. Yeah. Uh, there was a German minister, foreign minister, I believe, who basically sat like in the front box and wore one of the band armbands, yeah. the the one love, mm-hmm. you know, the German team covering their mouths, mm-hmm. basically saying, look, we're being gagged yeah. here and in the, photos. The, Iran, the Iranian team, yeah. too, you know, they, they say that anthem, but the the day before they didn't. I mean, that's a direct risk to their lives yes. and their families' yes. lives. The Iran, the regime will not hesitate 
to kill people who go against what they, you know, we saw it with the protests for women's rights. So, um, you know, I just, you know, to me, it's just hard around this time of year to see this kind of hate still exist. Yeah. We just had the shooting in Colorado Springs. We have mass shootings in Walmart. We have, you know, it, it, it just seems like we're going backwards and I want to go forward. So I, I think you looking at the silver lining and all this going, look at all the people who are trying, yeah, who are trying to make a difference and show that love is love. That's right. I mean, there's no time like the present to stand up and say, I love someone else. I support someone else. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's 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 how you change this. Yeah. That's how we get beyond this. That's how we don't revert mm-hmm. is by you at home saying, I love my gay neighbor, my mm-hmm. lesbian daughter, my trans coworker, mm-hmm. and making them feel included and stand up for them when they're not in the room. Absolutely. And I, I've said it before on the radio and I'll say it again. And, and Travis, you can <laughs> back me up on this. If you're out there and you're feeling alone, if if these headlines are hurting you and making you feel like you can't be yourself you can always sit next to me same always sit next to me I always like it. we appreciate it colleen thanks for listening to seattle's morning news the podcast i'm dave ross and i'm colleen o'brien you can find our podcast weekday mornings right at 9 30 and if you subscribe you will never miss the daily dose of kindness